Real Catch-Up. Committed to real estate with a positive impact. Hello everyone and welcome to Real Catch-Up, the BNP Paribas real estate podcast where we envisage what the city of tomorrow might look like and how the boundaries between our personal and professional lives will continue to evolve. COVID crisis has turned our lifestyles upside down, especially our working lives. The home office, which previously took up little space in our professional lives, has now become a central part of how we work. How can we bring employees back to the office? How can we make them want to return to the workplace? To answer those questions, I'm meeting today Aksungor Chukas, Global Head of Property Management in Europe at Metal 57. And as I'm entering the building, I can already feel that it is not just a workplace, but much more. Hello, Akshungor. Hi, Marie. Office real estate is your specialty, so you aim to improve and optimize the experience. This has uh, led you to create the e-office concept. What is it exactly? It's a kind of comparison with e-commerce, where e goes for a mix of uses. In fact, the buyer, five years ago um, and a bit even earlier, Earlier, no longer needed to go uh, to the store to make um, and uh, to buy any product, and now uh, the same goes for the teleworking, which uh, has shown that it's possible to carry out some working tasks at a distance. Offering a new alternative to customers, e-commerce, and employees, e-office, we also address the crucial question of attractiveness. What would drive the customer uh, to go back to the shop? And why would employees go back to the office for eight hours a day if they now have the choice to work from their garden? To justify bringing customers back into the shop, the retailer must offer more than just the product, and that means the experience. In the same way, the company must also go beyond the simple occupation or use of the workplace. Uh, it must offer something else, namely collective, cultural and intellectual experience. So, an experience, it seems to be the word, right? Um, what kind of experience? I'm, I'm sure it's not just one kind of experience, right? Yeah, the experience needs to be coherent and I would describe it in three dimensions. Let's illustrate that uh, through the reception services at an office building. Uh, when a visitor or an employee arrives to the building, he would experience first the architecture, the design of the building. Secondly, uh, he would experience a kind of service, a human touch. Uh, is there any hostess to uh, welcome him personally or not? And finally, the third dimension of this experience with the big E is uh, the digital experience. Is there any building up? So all along the journey, is there an access to a digital dimension or not? Yeah. These three dimensions, a design, which goes with the fitting out. The second is service with the human, and finally the digital, must be provided and managed simultaneously in order to create a strong experience that is recognized for its coherence. So you were talking about um, an experience. I think we are in a place uh, uh, that represents totally what you just said, the three-dimensional experience. It's uh, exactly what we have just described. We have this marvelous uh, industrial design which makes a first wow effect and which uh, beyond that uh, invites us to want to discover even more. You know what? I do want to discover more. Would you take me on a tour, Chongar? Yeah, Marie. Let's go then. 
So, uh, Songor, can you can you tell me where we are right now? Yeah, we are in the internal street, um, full of uh, food and beverage services. It's really the place to not only eat but to be and to engage and to live and to live yeah by and then to entertain each other um, and just uh, to the left hand side you can see the auditorium Claude Vasconi which is a very flexible one you can uh, reduce the seats and you can have a floor for dancing or to uh, having parties uh, at the night dancing eh yes exactly <laughs> as you wish huh? <laughs> i heard there was a fitness room Uh, yeah, not so far from here. There is a fitness room just over there and you can book uh, time slots and there are a lot of equipment. Even myself, I told myself probably I should try it. <laughs> Even yourself? Can you please um, take me there? Yeah, yeah, please. Let's go. I'm scared. Songor is taking me to the fitness room. <laughs> Don't worry. It will not hurt too much. Oh, wow. Okay. But there is also two other rooms over there with some uh, lift waiting opportunities and also some doing some yoga and pilates and all kinds of things which I never experienced in my life. Uh, okay, yoga, I like it more. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a kind of a special light design as well. I mean, it's like, is it natural light? Yes, it is natural light. How can you be on the street and inside at the same time? Yeah, it's a covered internal street um, and the, there are some lights, LED, but which are compensating uh, the natural light. So if there is cloudy weather, like now, then the LED are stronger. When it is sunny, then of course the light is going uh, less strong. Everything has been thought and analyzed and uh, to, to create an experience oriented focused uh, and centric uh, environment and of course human centric so if i'm not mistaken Xongor, i miss uh, the third dimension of the experience yes the digital one we have a building app where through which you can access to all kind of uh, services the conciergerie the fitness you can book rooms you can book um, slots uh, for doing some exercises and also to check the availability of meeting rooms and so on and so Are you telling me that putting by the human into workplaces is not in contradiction with the digital experience? No, it's not at all. I would say even the contrary. We can upgrade the human experience by offering a flexibility of accessing uh, these kind of services. What are the services that come back most of the time in any kind of um, firm, in any kind of company? There are a lot of services linked to um, soft mobility, to clearly individual health and well-being, about uh, restoration, not only to potentially consume on the spot, but also to take away. We can build some offerings which are more uh, CSR-driven, for example, uh, too good to go, everything which remains is not consumed and you should throw it to the dustbin. In, not to, in order not to um, waste it, uh, you can take it half-price uh, home. So 
there are a lot of services uh, linked to again uh, individual well-being, uh, collective engagement, and uh, all kind of um, conciergerie services. Correct me if I'm wrong, but not all companies have the same desires, right? Uh, the same needs. There is no single form of an e-office, right? Yes, it's true. Uh, depending whether it's a back office-oriented uh, uh, company who is doing a lot of administration or a very creative like marketing uh, uh, company or if it is more client face uh, who is meeting a lot of uh, and welcoming a lot of clients or it can be more concentration like legal firm who needs a lot of area where it is quiet zone so there is no one uh, size fits all or one design fits all uh, e-office it doesn't mean that now this concept it covers in, the, in a standard way all the needs it only means that uh, what are the criteria Uh, based on which we are creating office space. And this criteria is, of course, uh, everything which is experience and experience in the three dimension and mainly on the collective uh, intelligence and cultural aspect. So, Krangoria, how can landlords ensure that a building responds to the needs of its tenant and make them feel actually good? Yeah, um, so property management would come to support the landlord uh, in two aspects uh, based on two pillars. One, it will implement, but before implementing, we need to understand what is happening on the building and uh, what are the needs of the tenants. And while understanding, we need to advise. And once the landlord decides and accepts, then we need to implement. So we have these two roles, which is an evolution compared to the previous era when we only executed and implemented things without really being able to advise. But advice meaning understanding what is happening in the building. And in an office building, the property management should look at the services offered and analyze how they are used by the tenants. If the concierge service or the gym are not popular with the tenants, then it probably means that these services need to change. In the same way, leases should probably evolve to offer more flexibility, like pop-up stores in the retail sector or co-working, which questions the rigidity of the 369 leases. So, actually, no asphyxiation of the sector as some predicted, huh? Not at all. Like, and that's where another comparison with the e-commerce, uh, there was retail bashing. And we realized that uh, retail is not dead, only uh, boring retail is dead. I would apply the same thing for the offices. Office is not dead, but of course, office needs to be reinvented and boring office will be dead. Well, all I have to do now is to thank Songor for enlightening us on this e-office concept, which I am sure will help contribute to the continued reinventing of the office and employees' relationships with it. Stay tuned for the next episode of Real Catch-Up. Until then, please open your eyes, ears and mind to the changes within the real estate sector and the city of tomorrow. Real Catch-Up. Committed to real estate with a positive impact.